Welcome to Finding Emo. I'm Blake Fisher. This is Chris Monier. This is Kyle Simmons. And this is our podcast where we discuss the music and songwriting and production of our favorite albums from the early aughts and thereabouts. Thanks for joining us. We're back. We had a, Look, we're busy. We've got kids. Yeah. Kyle's back in school. He had to write a paper this I morning had, at 5 a.m. Major surgery. And he had yeah. surgery. Yeah, look, Kyle, can I'm you not, show it? You don't have it right I now. I don't have it. Uh, we'll, we'll show we'll it show. on another one. Kyle yeah. got a new ear. He can yeah. hear. Kyle's never been on a ear out of one of his ears, and so he got, he's got he got a robot ear now, and uh, it's awesome. So anyway, it's been a busy last couple months, but we're back on the train. We are recording new episodes. We're excited to be doing it, and today we're talking about the format's Dog Problems, which is a 2006 album. I'll give you the brief history of this album. So... Format had uh, one full length before this, which we have done on the show before. You can check that one out if you want to. And then they got dropped from, I think they got dropped, what was it, Atlantic? Yeah. And so then they made this record, and they basically locked themselves in a studio for 12 hours a day for a couple months to make it. There's a lot going on in this record. No, there's some ear candy. Uh, Two months is a pretty quick thing. Um, (laughs) Layers. Some other things, like obviously the format is just uh, Nate and Sam, although they had some other players on this. The drummer that played on most of this is the drummer from Blue Oyster Cult. What? Did not know that. Wait, wait, wait. Now I'm going to be listening for Cowbell. John O'Reilly, yes. Yes. Whoa. He played most of it, which kind of makes sense because this album, album has guys, a right? 70s vibe. No, definitely. Oh, for sure. No, that, that's in a lot of my vibe. notes is that, that yeah. Also, interesting. the producer who I'd never heard of, Steve McDonald, he um, most also- Most generic name ever. He also oh, ends up- <laughs> He owns McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. He ends, up, he ends up producing the next, um, we don't get another format album after this, but he produces the first fun album, which definitely feels- Similar to this yes, record, right? For yeah. sure. So it makes sense. Also, Steve McDonald, fun fact, was one of the original players and members of Tenacious D. What? He played on that record. Blake, the this D? Is weird. Blake just said before tape rolls, like, hey, research isn't that big yeah, of a deal. It's like agree. going like three degrees to like this Kevin was, Bacon, this sound engineer on this album. <laughs> my, yeah, my brain wasn't ready for this. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, no, so I mean, this is all on Wikipedia. This is not no. this is not that crazy of research, really, I promise you. But still, yeah. I'd never gone to the format dog problems Wikipedia page. And so here we are. We know some more fun facts about this record. Uh, definitely got some '70s vibes on it. It's it's very. It feels like one of those kind of records. And it was the last format record we got. Yeah, we got some fun stuff after that, which was cool. But last format record. I we do got. feel like I think you're right. I think the the first fun record is very similar to this. The first fun record is basically a continue. It's like yeah. we're still transitioning from format to fun. I felt like Jackson f- the, on the first fun record, right? No. Oh, oh yeah, not, no, no, no. Yes, 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 okay. yes. Yeah, sorry. But uh, I, I thought you you said Jack. I was thinking Sam. No, Sam is not on the fun record. Yeah, it's, it's the same members of fun the whole time, but we only got two records from them, too. So, uh, so yeah, that's really the information that you need to know about this. Um, yeah, so recorded just 12 hours a day, six days a week for two months and got this record done. And it's definitely, it feels like an FU to a label record. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. it kind oh, of feel? I mean, definitely. Like, like, we're going to be weird. It's yep. like, deal with it. It's a breakup <laughs> record at the same time as being, it's a breakup record with a person and a label. Yep. And yep. I feel like it it feels like that. And I feel like we've talked about this over and over again, how bands seem to write great songs at least, and sometimes great records when they're super mad at like management or a label or something yep. like that. And this feels like one of those records yeah. to me that yeah. they just um, it, it had that vibe and obviously <laughs> the, yeah, happy I'm, mad vibe. Yeah. And obviously Nate goes through a breakup uh, in between uh, before this record 
obviously. Um, it's, it would yeah, be, I was picking up on that. Yeah, pretty lyrically obvious. Uh, so we'll get to lyrics and stuff as we start going track by track. But I guess let's she break go. up with him. I don't know. I mean, because he got really famous after this. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah, I'm like, like I mean, it's I would miss that. Train. Judging by the lyrics of the record, it would sound like he got cheated on. Yeah, I mean. Unless he just made that up. You are always only getting one side of the story when yeah. it's a songwriter. Yeah. That's the downside of dating. There's not, there's not one side of cheating. Like, it happened or it didn't. So Because, like, I'm He's, confident. He does kind of hint at it, right? He's like... Right. Yeah. I, I'm confident that Taylor Swift is probably not the easiest girlfriend ever. Oof. But you would think that she was the victim <laughs> based on every single oh, song she's ever written. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. When you hear her side, yeah, it's like... But for the bro, it's probably not that complicated. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to stay in this relationship with this woman. Let the let the, I was going to say with that. Let the record state: I believe Taylor. Okay, I trust her. I I'm not saying I don't look. I don't believe Taylor, any one side of a breakup. You. Right. I I mean I I get what you're saying. There's two sides to every You've story. You've got to hear I'm the second. I'm on Taylor's side. I just can't imagine like flying in her private jet and being like, "You're kind of fat." <laughs> Wait, she's saying that to me? No, no, I'm saying that to Taylor. Like, like, what kind of bad boyfriend? Like, why would you ever be a bad boyfriend to her? Why would well, you? But maybe because she's just gonna do it anyway, right? Oh, so you—that's how I interpreted what you just said. Like, you're on the private jet. You're like, oh. you know what? You look fat. No one's gonna believe you. Plot twist: she loves well, it. Yeah. She's into it. Hey, here's my. <laughs> Here's my theory. Some people, I think, are some songwriters are kind of like looking for the misery for yes. the oh, songwriting yeah. oh, material, yeah. and it wouldn't totally shock me if she was kind of one of those. Like, sure, I'll date Maddie from the 1975. <laughs> I'm sure this is going to go swimmingly. That that <laughs> one. Do you have was like a drug like, problem? Because it would really help me out. Do you have a heroin <laughs> addiction by any chance that you got clean from, but might relapse into? Yeah. Let's go out. Let's go out. Let's date. <laughs> I feel like you know. Sometimes you're just rolling the dice and going, "Hey, worst case, I get a couple of." I'll, Top ten singles out yeah. of this. I'll fix them, or I'll make a great record. Or I'll make a great record. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I guess I, it's a win-win situation. Win-win. Anyway, we all win. Unless you get back in, on heroin. So no, it's well, lose for that guy. The guy, Matt, the guy Maddie, does not win. The Maddie guy never wins. Win. Yeah, that's true. The guy never wins. Ask Jake Gyllenhaal. He Ask win. John Mayer. We've got yeah, we've gone off on a tangent on Taylor Sorry. Swift, but really all this applies to whoever Nate dated too. I don't really know. Yeah, we, we don't know it's her. Not Taylor Swift. No. Probably not Taylor Swift. It could have been, I guess. I she guess. would have been like, no, she she no, was not stuff. like born. She yep. was like ten. Doing some math, it's not it's not her. <laughs> she not was her. seventeen. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Quick math. The producers quick math. are saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got someone in my ear saying to stop talking right now. Stop. Oh, <laughs> uh, can you tell it's been a while since we've talked? Um. Anyway, so let's go to first impressions, Kyle. What are your thoughts on the record? Did you listen to this back in the day or is this one of the newer ones you've checked out? Yeah, I, I mean I totally did. What was the what's the what was the year on it? 2006. Yeah. Definitely. July 11th. And, and around then like we were all around one another pretty yeah, frequently, so definitely. it wouldn't doubt I wouldn't doubt that I listened to it with one of you guys, but um yeah, I mean I I remember being um <clears throat> weirded out by how different it was. Yeah, it's it's it feels out of left field going from the last record to this one a little bit. But it, I did and I've I have always enjoyed it. And and like um oh gosh, I always forget the the other record that we did Lullabies and um Interventions and Interventions. That record is special to me and I love it so much and then hearing going from that to this it was like it was kind of jarring. Yeah. But I think maybe it took me like a week and then I was all in just because I, I'm into like dramatic and theatrical yeah. kind of stuff. So, 
But it, that's probably generally going to grow on you more than it's going to like hit you like a pop song. It didn't. It didn't show on me. Yeah, it grows. I, yeah. I think I felt the same way. I mean, I liked it immediately, but I don't remember. I liked it a lot more as I listened to it. More I think more. I knew it was good. Yes. Upon yes. first listen, I don't know that I liked it upon first listen. Like this, this is good music. This sounds good. Yeah. But it's not the format. There's a lot of albums from bands like this around this time that start doing this. They kind of like try to shed a little bit of the skin. Like Copeland's Eat, Sleep, Repeat was like that for me too, where I actually did not like it the first time I listened to it. It was just like it was too much of a change. But then like I, I really, and it really wasn't now looking back or whatever. But And I really, it only took like two or three times to be like, okay, actually I think this is good. And then it kind of keeps happening. And this was kind of one of those records too. It's like, I definitely thought it was fun, which is funny to say. Uh-huh. It's like a fun record. Like it feels fun, which is funny because it's totally a breakup record, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, if you didn't know English, you wouldn't think it was a sad record. <laughs> oh, completely. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's like Motion City soundtrack. Yeah. Like we talk yes, about that all the time. Totally. It's like his lyrics are super depressing, but this is the f- most fun, depressing song yep. I've ever listened to. Yep. And that's what this whole album kind of feels like. It's, it feels very, um, kind of big top. I mean, the first song is, yeah. it feels like literally an intro to a circus. Yeah. They thing. waste so, no time. Yeah. They go right into it. It's, it's very strange. Uh, uh Chris, what yeah. about you? were you in the same boat? You listened to this back then. Too, ish. Right? Yeah. ish. I, I, I'm with Kyle, but I don't think I strayed from that opinion. I, I, I was like, this is good. I don't think it's my thing. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. This is young Chris. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I really, this is really my first real pass at this one. Okay. Fresh ears. Ooh. So you'll be Ooh. you'll be more Ooh, fresh. I'm, I'm yeah. anxious to hear what you thought. I just there's a lot of music. Excuse me. <clears throat> there's a lot of music um, coming out at that time. So yeah. you, your your cue's kind of locked up. You're like, yep. you know what? Not my thing. You only I'm got a five disc changer. That's right. I'm gonna spend a lot of time well, on this if it's not my thing. And <laughs> I mean, I don't think I I owned an iPod at this point in 2006 for sure. Um, but you still had to buy the music. So there was a limited number. Oh, no, exactly. Or, yeah, or have someone yeah. that had it. Yeah, it's it's financial like, yeah. investment. Yeah, yeah. You're spending at least ten bucks pop, uh, and not like Spotify now. Although I'm still, I, f- I find myself doing when we do albums sometimes that I didn't really, I wasn't into back then, and then I listen to now, and I'm like, well, I don't know why I didn't. Someone, I surely could have just ripped this from someone and put it on my iPod and checked it out. Right. The economics of music have <laughs> changed so much that that, totally that different. my impression of this album now would not have stopped me from listening more because i'd be like i'll put it in the queue yep i'll get into it yep all right well i mean i think first impression is uh pretty much we like it new new impressions from chris so it'll be interesting to hear his mine i liked it i I was probably the most into it right when it came out i'm gonna guess i i do actually do remember you being i'm sure hot on this and i was like yes yes i don't know man i love i love the format i think they were great um i you all know that I like pop music. Mm-hmm. I like great, great melodies, and they did a really good job of melodies. Yeah, so I that just, I like they it. do. They're pretty they're good quite, at that. Quite loaded up. Quite good at it. Well, let's get into track by track then. Uh, there's, I don't think we need to intro this anymore. So, track one uh, is matches. Let's play that. Here we go. All right. 
Oh, I hit the wrong button. Oh. Go figure. Um, track one, Kyle, what are your thoughts? Um, so I love it. I mean, I think it's just crazy. It's theatrical. It's, yeah. is that the, am I using that? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, no, it's dramatic. It's dramatic. It's, it's, it's Elfman-esque. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We've got like timpanies and stuff coming in after that. Some serious orchestration. It's, it's pretty great. I like, I mean, it definitely sets the tone for what's going to happen later as far as we're going to have, um, I don't know. It just feels like this is. Yeah, they're 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 coming out of the gate like, hey, this is different. It's gonna be different. It's gonna be this is gonna be different. You it's not get weird. It's not <laughs> the last <laughs> it was like straight pop yeah. rock record that yeah. we had last time. It's definitely yeah. gonna be a little bit more like um an adventure. And I like it. It's a good thing. And I love I mean, I know we're not to track two, but the transition into the next track is kind of perfect. Yeah. And it is. so it really it kind of sets up sort of like I wouldn't call this a concept album, because it doesn't feel like that. It just feels like it's an album about a breakup, but um, I think musically it could it could feel it can feel like that at times, right? Because like the the instrumentation, uh, yeah, my dog is puppy. hanging out in here. Well, I go lay down. The fourth on, member of the dog on me. <laughs> yeah, the pod. P a w d. No, hey, bud. Um, oh, <laughs> I see what you're doing there. <laughs> Uh, I forgot what I was saying. Cute puppy. Yeah, I know. You were saying there. Oh, there was, oh, it's yeah, kind like of thematic. Think, yeah, 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 music, yeah, musically, it's kind of thematic. But yeah, I agree. Not a, not a uh, concept album. Yep. Yeah, I would not call. But I mean, it, it has a little bit of that kind of like Sergeant Peppery feel, where it's kind of oh, like, 100%. oh, we're doing something dramatic here yeah. and stuff. So always the Beatles and the Beach Boys, man. Always. Every got a, everything points back to him. Chris, thoughts on the first track? I just get nostalgic when I hear Nate's voice. It mm. is one of the most unique sounding voices in this genre of music. It's and so I like ripping it off, ripping off the bandaid by just ha- letting him wail a little bit because it's contrasts a lot with the beginning of the other record, which is just some really loud drums. Yeah. Which makes it kind of that album. I feel like introduces you right away. Like, Oh, this is going to be a pop punk. Right. Rock and roll on the floor. And this one's like, this is going to be weird. You guys, <laughs> this yeah. here's a, what, what is that called? This, this thing. Accordion. Oh, accordion. accordion. What? <laughs> the squeeze box. Squeeze box. <laughs> no, no. Like, uh, yeah. Accordion. Uh, I've, I've got a tangent. Remember that word. I have to tangent. Have you guys seen the YouTube videos where they animate, Trump playing an accordion because he talks with his hands uh, like oh, that all the no. time. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's going on the so list. Oh, you've got it. It's um, so funny. Chris, you're talking about Nate's voice and it, and it it reminded me, my favorite part of this song vocally is he's kind of low and chill. He kind of holds yes, back. He's very low and chill. And when he hits that, uh, do you remember when we made love on the floor and yeah. there's that secondary? Yes, yeah. it is awesome. It just sweeps right along with the music. That's Easily my favorite vocal part. Yeah, I mean, I this record, and we'll get as we go track into track and stuff like that. This band was not big enough to warrant it, but this should be a Broadway musical, oh, right? Oh, dude, <laughs> like yeah. this should be one that they turn into. That would be cool. like a thing, right? It would be cool. It would be awesome. Also, like Nate's voice is so special. This is one of those records that hurts a little to sing along to because you recognize how bad your voice is i don't understand how he hits the note like his voice is just very high and it's high but it, it the timber of it's not like it's not emo whiny. you know it's so cool like, yeah jordan from newfound glory he's on a note you're like oh yeah you get that well, nose going there because his is nasal <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And i feel like like yeah nate's is high 
Jordan's nasally, and there's a there's definitely a difference between yep. those kind of sounds. He could have uh, been a Broadway actor. Nate could have. Like, I don't that, know. I don't think he's got that. that kind of. No. Well, I don't know. I I don't I don't know enough about that kind of thing. I feel like it's not uh, traditionally good enough. Oh. Does that make sense? Like he's a rock and roll singer we'll still. Know. We'll never know. Or maybe he'll try to go get him. <laughs> Maybe he'll go be on Broadway. Yeah. Okay, let's go to uh, track two, which is I'm Actual, which just goes straight into this one, actually. All right, I'm actual. Uh, let's Chris. We did Kyle first time. I keep going to Kyle first. Chris, you take a turn first on track two. I will. Great or- orchestration. Mm. Um, dare I say, magical, whimsical vibe going on. Like this is trippy, tripping balls, man. Like it's it's super. Uh, who I, I wrote down early 1900s World's Fair vibe. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, that's like it literally just picturing, uh, like how who. How did they even, sorry, I have no words for this. How did they even decide to start making music like this? Like, does it just like, does somebody just like get super stoned or have a dream or are they watching like the Wally movie? Yeah, is it drug induced? I, like, you don't just start here. I, I, it sounds here's, great. I love I, it. But yeah. It's I don't claim to know <laughs> Nate's personal life, but he, I know he, he talks a lot of times on these albums about like, it seems like he didn't even maybe drink or something yeah. yeah so i i would doubt drug induced but maybe i don't know could be i i think that you i have no idea because the orchestration on this is like straight up um you're right it's it's like a movie mary, mary poppins yeah. or oh, it's yeah just how do you the electric idea? light parade at yes. disney world or something i mean that's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's kind of like it's pretty crazy but yeah that's it's what it was he saw that mary poppins s let's do an album but, but i like do this without we, the lights just the sounds i didn't do it in the clip obviously but like the in the the per the like the perfect transition from the end of the first song into this one as like a whole thing excellent is excellent and yeah. it's very cool how they did that and it's even more setting up you're like okay this is like a thing like are they going to do this for a whole album like um oh american right. idiot kind of i mean like right uh, oh, this wasn't just a trick for the intro like you guys are you're, right. you're all in oh you're oh you're <laughs> oh, doing we're this. going okay yeah uh kyle what about you um i love it all the same things you guys are saying, super just grand, huge feeling. Uh, I think the conversational style of his lyrics on this is just wild. Like, love it. Like, my hatred of corporate magazines, yeah. like, is just, that's a line, and Something and it sticks out, right? I, yeah. I love it, but like, I would, I wouldn't dare, you know, like, I wouldn't go there. Um, it's also crazy, like, I, I feel like Nate's a guy that I. I don't know if it's fair to say like from lyrically or from what just like you heard kind of in the scene. I think he had a bit of an ego on him and it I've seems like that. he's almost just owning it yeah, on this one. Like, let's just yeah. take this hour and talk about me. Yeah. I kind of appreciate it. <laughs> sure. I think, I think it, I'm going to guess that this is me just knowing how knowing artistic people. Cause I, I've always considered myself more of like, yeah, I songwrite, I'm a musician, but like, 
Chris and I were extroverts. We liked talking to people. We yeah. liked making merch. We liked doing Artists. the things in the band that like made money and you know and were important. We were to in do. it for the capitalism. Yeah, we yeah. wanted sweet, yeah. all the sweet, sweet money. All about the green, <laughs> sweet money. But some artists are very much like, I want to write songs. I don't really want to talk to people about them. I right. don't want to explain yeah. them. I don't even like you know. If people like my songs, that's off putting to me. They're introverted. I want them to hate it. <laughs> don't know Nate at all he striked me as someone that was like the introvert that like didn't want all the crap that went along with being in a band but likes making music yep yeah, I could see I could that. be totally wrong. Well, no, dude, and you got to do all that crap you, to my, make the money. My hatred to make it for yeah. what does he say? My hatred for corporate magazines. The irony is they don't even want to talk to right, me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's, that, I mean, so, you got to be. He's he's admitting that like he hates them, and also they don't want to talk to him. Like, I think he wants that. Right. right? Yeah. He's so sweet if they wanted me. And so I could I'm gonna no. hedge yeah. on the side of saying he was probably introverted and aloof, and therefore people thought he was a dick. Yeah. And maybe that's not really the case at yeah. all. I mean, I don't know at all. I, the The closest thing I know is like the longest I've ever seen him talk is like on Jim Adkins podcast thing. Mm. And he seemed like a delightful <laughs> conversation. A righteous hang. Sing, so, sings like an Seemed like a great hang. So, and he sings fantastic. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, you take this hour and talk about you, Nate. The, Sounds he, like you got your heart broken. He, you deserve the hour. I, I mean, Jim's from Arizona. Maybe if you're not from Arizona, he just doesn't treat you the same. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. The, the uh, other thing that stands out to me is like the, the clip that you played, the drum rolls. Yeah. It, I just cannot help but picture a high school drummer in like just perfect form. <laughs> well, but now you've got a picture of the drummer exactly, from Blue Oyster drummer. Cult and, and Will yeah. Ferrell in the background that, with a cowbell. That image has been ruined. It's quite a plot twist. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's quite a thing. I mean, I, I think that it's, such a good second intro to the record to be like, let's take this hour and talk about me. <laughs> and like, yeah. I think yeah. it's That's pretty kind of genius. Oh yeah, no, I love And it. it's like kind of tongue in cheek and I love it. And so I'm, I'm here for it. Any other thoughts on, on track two? Nope. Then let's go to track three, which is uh, time bomb. I feel like the first thing I want to say is that this song has so much ELO electric yes. light orchestra vibes. Yep. Which I mean, we mentioned the seventies, but like talk a seventies band specifically that this sounds like it's oozing. It's oozing it, and I'm fine with that because someone should have ripped off ELO at this point because yeah. it's a great freaking band, and Jeff Lynne's a, a genius. Kyle, what are your thoughts on it? I also think I remember. I don't know if it was an interview or that I read or that I saw, but I think they were talking about um, they were super into Harry Nilsson. Oh yeah, yeah, and like that. Yes, definitely shows. Yes, Yes. uh, especially concept album. Yes, talking about sounds like a concept album. I mean, that dude did the point, and it kind of reminds me of that kind of grand. Yeah, Uh, but this song kills, dude. It is it is such an earworm. I love the variation. The 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 pause on the TikTok the second yep. time around 
it, it's so fun to watch because like this is a song you sing along to. Oh, yeah. I did the tit. I did the kid test that we've talked about. Oh, yeah. yeah. My kids approve. They cool. love it. I should have done the kid and, test. And yeah, it's great because like on this one, they always screw up on the second TikTok yeah. with the pause, and it's just. I mean, it's it's frustrating and awesome. It's 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 a great song, and like this to me, it's weird to me that the format was never bigger than they were. I agree. Because I'm like, glad fun was. This is pr- yeah, totally. I'm glad they yeah, had they their day in the had, sun, yeah. right? But like this, this is a great song. Yeah. Yes. And I thought they had multiple songs on their first record that could have been Same. bigger singles. Same. I think the I think they're a classic example of the label not quite knowing yeah. what to do with a band and trying to. What sucks about like this time a little bit is I feel like, and this is always the case with music. But I feel like with the sort of emo scene, first of all, it's funny that we even we talk about this all the time, but like no one called themselves an emo band back then. Right. No oh, one no. self-identified like as emo. No one. Yeah. But yep. labels and other people were trying to like pigeonhole people into these genres and stuff. And what what I at least noticed for the most part is that people just were really into any music that was put in front of them that was good. Right. Now it happened to be that what was getting thrown in front of them was a lot of the same kind of stuff over right. and over again. But then you'd see a band like Limbeck on tour with a band. Of course, like that's the first time I saw um format was the first time I saw Limbeck too. They were both uh supporting Rocket Summer. So I saw them for the first time the same night. I saw I, that's and it was incredible, I saw, right? I saw them. But like but Rocket, Rocket Summer's headlining? Yes. Mm-hmm. Weird. Because yeah. Rocket Summer was bigger at the time. Limbeck yeah. it, like it was early November Limbeck. Yep. The format with just Nate and Sam. Yep. So just a yes. acoustic and and then they that's all came trippy. up and played um Whatever the first the the we've first, the first single because yeah, we had the same experience because yeah. like I oh. saw him at Rocket Town saw the yes. same tour yeah and they did he would do the same thing every night he'd be like I've got this cup of pretzels if anybody wants yep. some pretzels yeah. oh, now just I come remember. up and grab some yes <laughs> and and then they and then they all got up and played the first single together so it was like yeah like Bryce the song the first single the song the first single yeah and they it was great like someone's on tambourine I mean it was fantastic but you know there's not really a lot of overlap between Limbeck and Rocket Summer. Right. Right? Right, but, but the show the totally format. worked. Perfect. Limbeck in the format, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But my point is, I think that the format was probably a little bit weird in the sense that they didn't quite fit the, like, emo eyeliner haircut scene, because sure. no. he even makes fun of that kind of thing in, in lyrics on this song. But you're song. 100% right. Like, when I heard that first record, it was just like, this is good. I it's want good. it in my yeah. life. It's yeah. good. There's, I don't need to label it. Right. And so it's I got think, a tuba. I think that labels did a bad job of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's La- not a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> labels did a bad job of when they didn't exactly know what to do with someone, they just kind of went, I think sometimes they just go, ah, and they just uh, didn't do anything. Here. <laughs> yeah. And so. I think that the format is one of those bands that got screwed by a label that didn't know what to do with them. And yeah. because there's no reason, these songs are great. Yeah. He's a great singer. We see future success. Jack Antonoff, I mean, uh, Jack, Jack's not in this band, obviously, but like the fact that they go on, I mean, no one thought Steel Train, I'm sure, was a great band either. But you can like, hear it now, though. Right. Jack's the yes, biggest producer right. in the world like like now. Yep. Yeah, he so, really is. He, I mean, he's literally one of the like Taylor Swift, yep. world T-Swift renowned. He's one back. of the best producers in the world right now. Yep. And uh, you know, he was in a band that again the first the first fun record didn't do that well. Right. Yep. And so I think it's just interesting that you can have such great music, and yet I'm sure it's frustrating that they felt like they didn't get a go as far as they could have. And we saw them, gosh, when, I mean, 
when we saw that reject show with them, yeah, that was like a few months before they broke up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, they were. It was not that drain. long. They were, which was cool. There was a full band. It was fun to see them like yeah. that. But I mean, but my they only were first first on that tour, right? No, it was Gym Class Heroes first, oh, which is crazy oh, too right. because he's four, huge what? too. It was a four four band set, right? Gym Class Gym Heroes, then uh, format, then starting line, then yeah, rejects. I would be interested to know. That was a good show. I know we're off on a tangent, That's but okay. I, I would be interested it. to know what sales sales did with this record. Like, were they bigger after Fun's success? I don't know that enough people knew yeah. that, because Fun was so big and so new to a bigger, broader audience. Because this is 2010 or whatever by the time right. Fun comes out, right? Yeah, 2000 half a decade later. It was 2000... Oh, I say 10 or 11. Ew. 2009 is when it came out. I'm pretty sure one? the first one came oh, out. okay, yeah. The second one's the one. Because I remember hearing it for the first time. I was in a shop in Breckenridge, Colorado, and I was like, this is Nate from Format, but the <laughs> yep. Format's not a band anymore, and I Shazammed it, and I was like... Shazam. And I bought it in the store <laughs> on iTunes. I literally bought it right then. I was like, this is amazing. Nate has a new band. I'm going to buy it, because it was that All the Pretty Girls song, and I was like, this song is phenomenal. Uh, again, very Jeff Linney, and... I, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, and so anyway, so I'm I I think that you're right, Kyle. This song is is worth this record being more popular than it was. So good. Are yeah. you finding sales data while, while well, Chris talks I'm, about the song? I'm actually looking at the release just so we know. Okay, timeline wise. Chris, yeah, do you have ahead. any uh, thoughts on track two, Time Bomb? Uh, that that piano riff is magic. Yes. And the uh, pre-chorus, the stop before the second chorus. I I. Just felt like I had to mention it. Starting now, starting over. Yeah, that's yeah, a great. It's those little moments only happen when you're in the studio at twelve because you have to try things and fail and then be like, "This is something interesting we could do," and then it works. And I don't. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Go also, ahead. so this is super important. My childhood dentist did cocaine with Harry Nielsen. What? Yeah. And when did this get brought up? Well, I'm putting it, I put it together oh, yeah. as an older person. <laughs> I thought you the were like eight be, years way, old and he no, was no, like, he well. Was like, he's like, no, I used to hang out with Harry Nelson. And he'd like look up to the right and I was like, why is he always drifting off mentally when he talks about hanging out with Harry Nelson? It's cocaine. Surely. It's cocaine. Yeah. And good for him. Yeah. I thought you were like eight years old in the chair and he's like, buddy, Chris, guess what? <laughs> no, I did no. cocaine with Harry no. Nelson. That picture on the no, wall right no, there. My dentist had a ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was badass. Oh, okay. The cool ponytail. Nice. Yeah. My dentist always played the, like, cheesy, like, 1920s and 30s, like, Easy like Mr. Sandman kind of stuff in the and like and that's horrifying. It was, but he was like a friend of the. He was like a friend of the family, and like all the hygienists in us were like every time he came in, we were kind of like, "This is the lamest put me to sleep music ever." I my guy was not doing oh. cocaine with anyone. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure. No, dude, my dentist when he you was went just out, he puffing had this, that nitrous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like Tim Watley. The the room that uh, we had surgery in, dental surgery, like there's all kinds of plants and it was oh. really dimly lit. I'm not sure you could even see to do my root canal. Right. My last thought on Time Bomb is just <laughs> I, we kind of talked about it, but <laughs> is. Uh, I'm sorry that Nate went through this breakup, but we got yeah, thank you. the some of the best breakup Silver lyrics linings. on this on this record. So I'm into it, and this is a great fun breakup song. Yeah, it's a happy breakup song, and I like it. Again, if you did not understand English, you would not know this was a sad, oh, totally. or an upset yeah. song, or I got broken up in any way. All right, let's go to uh, track four, which is she doesn't get it. Do, 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 do. I claim new religion's my song. She doesn't 
That is one of the best hooks in a second verse ever. <laughs> yep. Right? The yep. do, do, do. I mean, I love that line so much. Chris, yep. what are your thoughts on it? Absolutely. Uh, I actually don't have a note about that, so I'm really glad that you. Um, I don't, was I in a bad mood when I wrote these notes? I put chorus a little wordy for me. Jeez, <laughs> like I do not agree with who wrote this note, and it was me. This is my phone. <laughs> you were in a bad mood. I guess so. Uh, then, but yes, there. I, I said uh, that there's so much candy in this song. That little moment, the chimes, the percussion. There's just it's just like layered with all kinds of stuff. I I, I love it. Ain't catchy as heck. Great song. This is one that's been in my rotation on playlist, I mean, constantly since it came out. I, I, There is probably not a month that goes by that this song does not get listened to. It, whether it's the whole album or it's on a playlist or something. I And that second verse is like a perfect second verse. I don't know if we've ever said a verse was perfect on this podcast before, but that is a fantastic second verse, and I love it. Kyle? I, I don't really have anything to add. I mean, it's it's awesome. That second verse, killer. I think the chorus is great. Um, what are we, five songs in? Four. four songs in? Track four. I mean, I I think that every single song has been great. Pretty yeah. impressive. I love the like six, I love the drums on this record. I like the 16th note kind of driving thing um, with the syncopated stuff that, you know, it's uh, you just know, fun. I think, I think another thing... At this time, when I was younger, I was really starting to get into big production. Mm. Yeah. And like, this is big in a different way. Like, there is a ton going on. It's huge, but it's not like stacked guitars. Right. And and uh, drum samples. and You know what I mean? Like, it's just... And there are imperfections. Yes. It's yeah. not overproduced. There you yeah, go. Yeah, it's not wall of sound huge. It's just... No. Elaborate. Yes. Maybe that's a yes. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a better way to describe <laughs> yeah. it. Elaborate. And what I like about it is, that, uh, here's what's funny. A, a first impression I didn't talk about in first impressions, I guess I should now, is that I remember talking to you or someone in the van about how what I didn't like about this record was that I thought his vocals sounded a little thinner mm-hmm. than they should for how great his voice is. Yep. I thought it sounded like, you know, they could have picked a different mic or something. I just felt like it was like, but I think what I didn't understand at the time is which is silly because I, all I grew up on was like classic rock, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't catch the seventies thing mm. immediately. Yeah. And so I was comparing it to everything that was coming out then, which was like, did infinity on high come out the same year? I think it did. Right. Maybe right. Two, or maybe yeah. the year before vocal right here. Well, and the guitar, I mean, <laughs> everything's like punching you yeah. in the chest yeah. and like, Feel me. <laughs> you know, it was about getting like the perfect snare sound and yeah. the perfect. And they were like, and really, and like I like the I like that kind of overproduction too. Sometimes yeah. I don't like it when it's so perfect that it loses all the human element sure. of it. I never like that on a record. But what I like about this one, and I didn't get at the time, was that it's not overproduced for sure. They're not trying to get the perfect take on everything. They're trying to get like the right sound and the right performance. And but the imperfections are what make it feel so good. And that's what made seventies music feel great too. Mm-hmm. Is that yep. half of it's not on. It's not even like they're tuning to the piano. Yep. They don't, they're not even using like it's the it, tuners. Like things happening in that moment. Like yeah. it's between it's, keys. Yeah. It's live. And it, there might be a, a click track. Yeah. Most of the click tracks back then were someone like <sighs> recording this. Right. Yeah. And then, and then doing it like, yep. and playing to someone tapping out for four minutes. And like, I, and that's why I think this album holds up better is because it has like, it breathes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. That's just like to go to your point of like, it doesn't, there's a lot going on. 
Well, and I think I but didn't. It's fine. I didn't appreciate it as much then. I didn't either because oh. I, because we were entering this digital era of like huge yes. records, huge and perfect, huge and perfect. perfect, and and I like I get we I agree like I don't want I don't want to totally remove the human element, but I was I I was. I remember my mind being blown at like John Feldman produced records yes, yeah. and like just huge sounding all the Neil Avron stuff, yes. the, well, the yellow bring card, something and, yeah. new to the table. Like there hadn't been that, that's yeah. the other thing about music. You you do something interesting and different, and that's the that's the best because now everybody's like, oh, that plugged into the board sound, well, but it was kind of original at the time. Well, it was and for rock music, it was brand new because right. like if you listen to the rock music that came before that, I'm not going to go. I, I'm not. Oh, here punk, it goes. I'm not go punk, but like. No, no I'm I'm not gonna, gonna, I thought you were going no, Creed no, or no, Nickelback. No, no yeah. like listen to listen to Sixteen Give me Stone. To break. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, but that's grunge. It's, yeah, it's straight grunge. grunge yeah. But still, like Wait, you listen album? to grunge now. Sixteen Stone. It's oh yeah, that's yeah. a huge record, and it's not big. No, no. And like, I think if I could go back in time, I would be very tempted to make that record big. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine the way it is. I That's th- just yeah. Well, all, all the labels were going really safe with the first records, though, with those bands. They invested yeah. a lot of money in those guys. Yeah, but, they had but, to. Uh, Bush, Nirvana, the, both those bands when they had a when they got to do a sophomore record, they went this route, playing right. like live in the studio, like yeah. not tracking it. Like that's in utero was just like those guys were all in a room just yeah. playing. Yeah. So. Well, and I mean, I mean, and there's also just trends and stuff. And right now we were in a trend of really oh, like heavily produced like yeah. everything individually done perfect stacked guitar stacked vocals sampled drums a lot of times Tr- or trends drums. and availability right yeah. like you, i mean because because all of us every single one of us recorded a demo at one point in time that we thought was the bomb and then and then like technology advanced and we we're like son of a well, and we were in the mastering wars too, <laughs> yes. where everyone was over yes. like trying to like the loudness wars of like yeah. everyone was trying to be the loudest record, and they didn't do this on this record. This no. record's a little quieter than other ones, so they didn't overproduce it, they didn't overcompress it, they didn't over master it. But what's weird is that my ears at the time thought it sounded not bad. I, I completely agree. Bad wasn't the right. I completely thing. agree. Yeah, it was the contrast with. What I didn't was so appreciate. Popular. I didn't. Yeah. I couldn't appreciate it in the context of all those other records. But yeah. what sucks is that I think it kind of hindered their success yeah. because of their creative decisions. I'm not saying they should have made another decision because I think it holds up better than some of the other records that came out in 2006 as far as like it sounds like it could have been made in 78 yeah. or 2006 yeah. or this right. year. I mean, that's the thing about this record is that it yeah. really does – it doesn't have – any of the signatures of 2006 on it. None of no, them. No. Yeah. But that was weird in 2006 and probably contributed to it not being yeah, as successful of a record. And timeless hard, now. Yeah, but it makes it work better long term. So it's one of those like, what do you want? Do you want the success right now? Do you want the the adoration of fewer people? But they, they did the opposite of, of what almost everybody else did, yes. right? Like they didn't turn it up. And it's yeah. and it's clear that that was a creative decision yep. that I think was the right decision. But I remember even questioning it at the time as a musician Same. and a guy into production, and in the seventies music too. I mean, like one of your, <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. Yeah, Chris is a huge uh, Elton John fan, and like no, I didn't pick. We up didn't on pick it, at the it time. up yep. in two thousand six immediately. Mm-hmm. Now, in the ELO thing, I did pick up. I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, but you should have just heard the drums, like that kind of hydraulic oil tom sound. Yeah. But, you know. but we, you know, you mentioned the first single. Right, yeah, and it's like that. That is unique, but it is 
way clearer yes. and more perfect and than, punchy, yeah, yeah. like than this. Yeah. But it, I just didn't appreciate it as much at the at the time. Yeah. Like I listen to it now, and like it sounds amazing to me. Yeah, and and it and it. What's funny is that the ELO comparison. Jeff Lynn is a famous like overproducer. He's kind of one of the first ones that did the like. He's the godfather you know, of overproduction. Well, I mean, not I don't, I don't want to say overproduction, but like super clean. Like he would record the hat separately from the yeah. snare, from the kick. Okay. So it'd be totally isolated. It'd be perfect. Um, like he did the Tom, the big Tom yeah. Petty records yeah. too and stuff, you know. Um, like the stacked vocals, they'd record like three acoustic guitars with mics to get. So it was like they were still on tape and stuff, but it was like very perfect production. And what's funny is that this sounds like ELO without the perfect production, <laughs> right? Yeah. which I like because yeah. like Jeff Lynn's also just a fantastic songwriter. So anyway, yeah. if you like this record and you've not listened to Electric Light Orchestra or ELO, you must you go back in time because uh, it's, it's one worth checking out. Okay, let's go to track five, which is Pick Me Up. I messed up again. I muted my mic. <laughs> I'll eventually get this thing correct. Um, Chris, thoughts on Pick Me Up? Uh, only got a taste of that chorus. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, how, you, you, you did the right I thing. wanted some dynamics. You did good. Yeah, it was hard yeah. to find clips on this one. It was. That, uh, the way the chorus resolves is just, it's so, as my, my the oldest is really into saying satisfying. It's so satisfying. So satisfying. And that's how I felt too. That chorus just, it's just, it melts in your ears. It's good. Yeah, I think that's a weird, like, diminished chord or that something. You don't talk about, like, where I know the harmonies. I can feel it with my, it's well, pinky. You gotta work the, the pinky. The vocals pinky, are doing it, too. important on that chord. Yeah. I should have I figured out that chord, because that is a good, it's a good chord, and the and the vocals are, the harmonies are do, making the chord, too. Yeah. It is a good, yeah, it's a good one. Kyle, what are your thoughts on it? I love it. This is, like, a, a perfect shower chorus. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm I'm wailing in the shower to this one, like, uh, and my family's like, "What is happening?" And they walk in, in here like, "Oh, hurt you." Uh, I won't pick you up. Uh, but I also love. I don't know if it's the second guitar part, but the underneath on the chorus, yeah, it's yeah. just driving through. It's, I noticed it a lot more with these same, headphones, right? Same. <laughs> oh, this is. Oh, yeah, we've not talked about that. You have to listen to this yeah. album in headphones. Yeah. you have to listen to this album in headphones. It is. You're like, I'd same thing. I, I, every time we do this, I, most of the time when I listen to music, it's in my car or at my desk, but through my speakers, I really don't throw headphones on a ton. Yeah. And, but every time we're doing one of these things, I try to listen to at least it one time in headphones. That's smart. And I catch stuff every time on for albums sure. that I've listened to for 20 years that even back then when I was listening to it in headphones, we were driving or something. And maybe I just didn't, wasn't in like a quiet headphone situation and yeah, this that that guitar part you'll pick up on. There's all sorts of little candy in, in these songs that you can't hear if you're not doing um, headphones. Kyle, were you still saying something? Yeah, I mean it's 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 great. Also, uh, this is one of those songs that I put in the category, at least the chorus of "I Can Drum This Song." <laughs> 
and and that does not make me like it less. You know, yeah. what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I can rock that. Uh, yeah, it is good. It, like, I love. I mean, and the bass is it's, excellent. This is kind of just like a good rock song. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of a good like it's a vibe alt rock kind of. Yeah, um, but still feels like that's kind of '70s vibe and stuff. I like it. It's a good, good chorus. Yeah, trying to pick these songs are so. Um, like theatrical and dramatic sometimes that like you're like well if I just pick that one clip oh no it's right. almost like there's a whole there's different song other, happening before right. that or right. uh, I just love the bridge on this that it like you know the oh, yeah. slowdown and like yeah, coming back in with the drums and everything it's got a, it's got a nice little feel it's cool to have a a bridge that actually like really drops down like that so that, the um, perfect example is that song with that little ear candy thing in the second verse that we talked about yeah yeah like that's yeah. just like one quick moment like but it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, hard to pick clips for this one is what yeah. he's saying. His job it is really difficult. is. My job was difficult for this one. Let's go to track. Uh, what are we at? Track six, title right? Track. Dog problems. Title track. Here we go. Talk about one. Hard, it's hard to find a <laughs> clip on. Here we go. For seeing through you, you are a fake, which brings me to a because because you always run away. I never feel as crazy. Oh, <laughs> this song is phenomenal. It's insane that human beings that were born in the 80s wrote this song. <laughs> it's crazy, it's madness. Uh, who wants to go first? I don't, I'm, I'm almost speechless. I love this song so much. George Gershwin inspired number that would get people dancing during the prohibition, but also the bridge is the most beautiful ballad you've ever heard with a swear word and 1,000 nates and a Sesame Street ending. Dude, that's it. I was gonna, no, I was gonna, that's I was beautiful. going, what's the Muppet Award that I gave Bayside? Oh, yeah. I was going to get this, this Perfect. gets the Muppet Award. What did we call it? What did we was call it the, the Kermit Award? No, I don't think it what was. What was it? But it's this the Kermit? The, the Kermie. Kermie. Yeah, the yeah. Kermie. The Kermie Dude, is back, everyone. This the Kermie. Yeah, like, 100%. That, like, I could picture Fozzie yeah. and Kermit. Oh, my, yeah. Like, <laughs> should, they, yeah. Oh, okay, they should do... Okay, do I, I've got an even better idea. It's a Broadway musical with, with the, the Muppets. Muppets. There you yeah. have it. They'd make a gajillion dollars, yeah. I think, yeah. maybe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I never... That was a... Okay, you got to read that one more time, Chris, because it really... <laughs> Wait, that, <laughs> That was kind of like so perfect. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Gershwin inspired number that would get people dancing during the prohibition, but also the bridge is the most beautiful ballad you've ever heard with a cool swear word and 1,000 nates. Oh, and a Sesame Street ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, enough said. I would almost say that's enough, but I mean, I can't not talk about this song because it's so good. Oh, Kyle, do. What, what do you have? No, I mean, I was gonna, I was, I'm not going to top that. I was just going to give it the Kermie. It's just freaking awesome. Like, truly, I was going to say, I just picture Fozzie Bear and Kermit dancing to that part. It's, like, I can see Fozzie so dancing right now with like a little fun. cane. Yeah. And I, I can see it's why awesome. if you're a label, you go, what the hell is going on? I mean, it's if good, If they guys, play this song. Are teenage girls going to buy it? Dude, <laughs> what the hell is going on? My pussycat, my tangerine. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and, and the what? And boys in swooping haircuts. What does he say? It's, oh, my pussycat, my trampoline. Sorry, you were my tangerine, my pussycat, my a trampoline. trampoline. <laughs> the, the, like, and, and I love the dog problem is that 
they the the couple had a dog together and then broke up and and he signed the lease and all this stuff. That. Yeah, and he's like, but like I this is such a practical breakup yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? It's like it's really more it's about wild. the like the the minutia of like the practical stuff that happens when you break up. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, it's a perfect song. I really I think that they should be more famous than they than they were because this song is is incredible. There's full orchestration with tuba and great and time signature changes and like slowing down and speeding up and that little swell into oh, yeah. that that because for believing yeah. of that trumpet I, it is like there I, I could have played the whole thing and really honestly you should just stop the podcast go listen yeah. to the whole song and can then you come back imagine and they released this on uh doghouse or what uh this ends up being on um like a little label, the vanity label vanity is label. what it ends up being. Can you yeah. imagine showing this to the label for the first time in particular, that part, just sitting in the room and watching someone's face as they experience it for the first time. Cause like, I don't know that I could pro I, I love it now. I don't know that I could process it in real time. I think no. I would be, I think I was, I would be like, I got to take this home guys. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm gonna need I a think minute. you did great, but I'm really just, I have a lot of feelings right now. <laughs> I, I, but I think I'd be smiling from ear to oh, ear. Oh, time, totally. Right? Yeah. Like la I think this is one of those songs that you play and you, and you laugh, laugh at, but sure. you laugh at because it's like it's like that happens when you're playing too. It's nuts. You play the perfect thing and you're like, that's it. Yeah. Yep. And it's yeah. almost like the Feels, the burst out laughter yeah. is the yep. sign that that's the thing we're supposed to do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like almost on this track. And they always. just did that over and over again on this. They were like, yeah. should we put a tuba in it at the end? Yeah. It goes ba bomb. It never bom. stops yeah. working. Like you keep adding elements and they're perfect. I think it's a perfect song. I um, yeah. I mean, they really it re and it really is the kind of shedding of you can tell they get more and more comfortable with like we're gonna do whatever we want in fun yeah. too they yep. just kind of said yeah. like we're gonna make great we don't, music we don't give a flip and we're gonna do whatever the song calls for yeah. like if, if yeah. that's like stacked vocals great if it's an acoustic guitar and nothing else fine like they kind of just do whatever the song oh, whatever fits that's a they really good do observation it. instead of the band having a shtick it's like yep. nope this song needs a tuba right and no other song needs a tuba right <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna tour with a like. Right, right. We're not a tuba like, band. We don't it's have to fit it in every song time. Needs a tuba. It's very yeah. important. But they had they had guys playing like sax and stuff on at that show. They we did. saw them with the rejects, they and it was awesome. It, they went for it. it they had like good. they had like ten people on stage or something. Maybe it wasn't that many, but it felt like it was it was at least eight. Yeah, yeah. People on stage, uh, and they did it. It was cool, and I was glad I got to see them do a full band thing um, before they broke up because getting them you know getting to see this was. I'm pretty sure they played this at that show. I'd have to look back at my. I, I haven't set seen them full band. This that was the only time I got to yeah. see them full band. Um, I've seen fun a few times, but I I got to see them just like the acoustic thing and then full band with the rejects, and that was it. So okay, let's go to track seven, oceans. Why not just give in? Have a drink and shake some hands, or Kyle, thoughts? So on this one, I enjoy the verses more than I enjoy the chorus. I think that's fair. The verses are great. Um, I was just reading through the lyrics as it was going on, and I think I've 
I've always thought this was about a label. I'm pretty sure it's just about anxiety around people. But <laughs> yeah. like, I, I thought he was talking about uh, the like, why don't I just give in and shake some hands? Yeah. I, I assumed he was talking label people. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, have a drink I, and shake, shake some hands. He, yeah. Here's the thing. Really good song. How do you follow the song that came before this? But it's a good, it, but it's just kind of like a it, simple it rock and roll song. So it feels like the right thing to do. Don't, here. don't misunderstand me. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a good song. It's just, it followed a moment. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah you're something. right. You got to put something there. Yeah. And you could, like, you either have to go, I like the going this route though, because it's like a, it's a simpler song. Yep, it's I more agree. like guitar, bass, drums. Yep. Yeah. Um, You could go all the way, like, simple acoustic, but like put snails after it or something. Yeah. But like, I, that almost feels like too. No, no, like, I this think, is the right move. I think my favorite thing about this song is that uh, on the verse, this, that secondary vocal mm-hmm. that's like a oh, little yeah. lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy that. I also love the bridge on this with that bass. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, with, the, with the line Good you're talking base. about there, yeah. Good mouth bass, yeah. <laughs> Good mouth base. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on oceans? You guys already nailed it. I just want to say I really like the line, I wish I was an ocean, maybe then I'd see you again. Which made mm. me think it was about a breakup and a girl who wanted to be in California. Well, I'm guessing that's the case because he talks about California a couple times on the record yeah, too. It. And it makes me think that, I don't know. Maybe they moved there or didn't move there. Or Further proof, we've got to make the California playlist. Oh, you uh, could make yeah. a long California <laughs> playlist. That that one's easy. People right. like it there. I yeah. don't know. Making, an, making an Oklahoma <laughs> playlist is more challenging. Yeah, but there's right. some good ones. John Moreland. Well, yeah, that's we yeah. you can do it all with him. But yeah, here's wow. the thing. That should have been the Oklahoma I, anthem. But I have like a playlist list. rule where if I'm making a themed playlist... Yeah. You can only have an artist repeat on it once. Oh, oh! So if you got someone like Moreland who's always singing, you can Oklahoma, only pick one. Pick one. That, okay. That's just more of a personal rule. If I'm making a thematic playlist, I don't know that that's like something everyone needs to follow, but that's just my kind of thing. Um, like, all right, the boss. Wait, 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 wait. Does the boss get to be on a playlist twice since he sings about Jersey and Philadelphia? Well, it, but I, I Two guess separate. That'd be suits. Well, yeah. If you're making a Jersey specific playlist or a California specific playlist, but you know, like, oh, I see. He would, yeah, or a streets playlist. But I I do have like a states playlist, (laughs) and that one's more broad. (laughs) You can be in multiple, you can be in multiple ones. It's all Limbeck because they sing about states a lot. They have a lot of they, the Beehive State. That's Utah, right? Yes. Okay. Beehive State. Ding. I need a, one of those. It's uh, weird because I think of Utah. I, think <laughs> I need a something. ding on here. I need yeah. <laughs> I'm playing clips, but I need to have like, I don't yes, know about everybody correct. else no. ever in the world, but when I think of Utah, I just think of Mormons. Not yeah. bees. Meets not saints. bees. <laughs> no, Mor- not Mormons bees. Mormons and uh, Napoleon Dynamite. But that, also. Wait, that's Mormon. Idaho. Dynamite's Idaho. Is it? I haven't seen it in long enough that oh, I don't I remember. Uh, we're going to have to fact check Whoa. during the next clip. Those okay. states touch each I'm other. shook, Chris. Close. Okay, we'll go to we'll go to track eight, Dead End, and you all can look up where Napoleon Dynamite is supposed to take place. Here we go. Kyle figured out uh, who I didn't put a fade on that. I'm sorry. Um, he had important things to say. Yeah, we're both right. Yeah. So it was it was filmed in Preston, Idaho. 
but John Heater is a Mormon. So, <laughs> so that that so settles it. Utah. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, all Mormons are from Utah. All of them. So can, you, can I talk about the song? Of course you can talk about so, the song. Yeah. Uh, that's the, I, that's I, the you, reason we have this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah please go first. Uh, song's not this, about you. This is not a podcast not about Utah. Yeah, the, and, and this song is not about Napoleon. Dynamite. <laughs> um, but this song, what we've talked about how, Blake, you made the point that they're kind of like making the songs or adding what's appropriate, right? Like it's not like they're trying, or maybe Chris was saying like, they're not trying to be this kind of band that right. has, and like this song sounds distinctly different. Um, I think it kind of sounds like a Billy Joel and innocent man era yeah. kind yeah. of cut. Like those yeah. horns are totally different than the horns that came for sure. Yeah. Previously on yeah. this record. So yes. they're more um, like a traditional, like three piece horn section in a band like uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire or something. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like uh, what you would cut to, and Phil Schaefer is playing in <laughs> yeah. Letterman with yeah. the band. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind, those kind of Paul horns? Schaefer. Paul Phil Schaefer. Phil Schaefer. <laughs> I, like, I was like, that's not right. But Philip Schaefer. Philip Schaefer. <laughs> the third. I am so sorry, Paul. It's okay, Paul. I am so sorry, Paul. Big fan. Hey, um, side note. Totally unrelated. Did you, do y'all watch the Bill Murray Christmas special on Netflix that has and Paul Schaefer is doing all the music on it? No, it's w- wonderful. The and y'all should one, watch right? it. Yeah, it's only a I, few I years old. Watched it. It's but one I can't of my. It's like it. I watch it every year. It's it's great. Y'all should watch it. Anyway, go on. No, I mean, or, I, it's 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 great. It's a great song. It's another one that's just like every one of these songs could be in the background of of a movie and like carrying the scene. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, like. Um, and so it's just another another song that I'm just shocked that this band was not bigger because they have all the ingredients minus the difference in members. They have all the ingredients that made fun awesome. Yeah. Well, and the fact that fun got famous is a clear indication that those elements were obviously it, there. Yes. It just had to be tweaked yeah. just right. Or right maybe time, it was right just place. the timing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah. also maybe wonder format five years later would have hit it. Yeah, I I I do wonder about that. I mean, they definitely oh. went with more of like a they went with a pop production fun. on that second fun record. Yes, that, yeah, and of course that was just maybe but still like, loose, no, still have that sure. loose feel for er, sure. But early Steel Train had similar elements to this, yeah. right? Very yeah, it was more straight 70s, kind of rock and roll kind like, of yeah, yeah. Like Jack obviously very influenced by Springsteen and that uh, kind of stuff. Yeah, like without a doubt. So I mean, yeah, it's just a good. You're right. It's another great song. I, I put that like. Of course, you have to fade this song out because how else could you possibly end it? You just want to keep singing that chorus over and yeah. over and over again. So yeah, you got to do a fade out. There's yep. no way you could possibly end this song. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on it? So my, m- most of my notes on this song are about the lyrics because you kind of start to feel like maybe this person in his life had a narcissistic kind of vibe going. I really like the line. Our love will last till we die. I say you're good at this game, but what I really wrote, how I've yet to be saved, just kind of like playing into her. Yeah. Uh, you know, and um, let's see, what was the other lyric I really liked? Um, I'm here for the breakup. Break yeah, lyrics. yeah. Love it when you talk so much and act like nothing went wrong. Yeah, yeah. that's another thing. <laughs> like when, if, if you've, anybody's been in a relationship with somebody like that where they're talking about, you're like, are you? Remembering the same relationship Are that you? we were both in, because that doesn't that doesn't strike me as very familiar. So yeah, I, I get it, Nate. I feel you, buddy. It's a good one. Yep. 
Uh, and it's called Dead End. It's so, called Dead obviously. End. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's indication of a breakup. Yeah, if you, if you want to know how Nate feels about <laughs> yeah. the breakup, yeah, um, not much mystery. But again, if you didn't know English, you would think yeah. this is a happy-go-lucky, no, yeah, fun like unicorn. I almost said horny, but horny. I mean, <laughs> I mean it in Getting the horn now. way. Ey. <laughs> but yeah, every band we're bringing up, Billy Joel, Earth, Wind, and Fire, yeah. all these ba- like no band in the two thousands had a horn section. And no band was saying, Rockin'. I want to sound like Billy Joel, right. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Well, yeah, we had sworn off horns because the, the 80s kind of did this. I, they kind of did. And, well, but like, I'm, I was so happy in the 20 teens when sax solos came back because right. I was like, yeah, why did we stop doing this? These are awesome. You and Kenny G, both. Right. Yeah, Kenny G was very happy <laughs> was to very be, happy have some work again. And Kenneth Bruce Gorlick is his real name. No kidding. That Gorlick? I'd go by, I'd go by G <laughs> I'd go too. By Kenny G too. Gorlick. My yeah. dad played that album so much. <laughs> breathless. Yeah, I don't, breathless. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Kenny G. Kenny G is. Uh, you know what I like about Kenny G is that he seems to have a sense of humor oh, no. about what oh, yeah. he is. But there's some and, movie that he's in where. He's well, like, he was in like the Katy Perry video doing the sax yeah, yeah, yeah. solo yeah. and yeah. like. My favorite thing is about uh, Kenny, Kenny G fans is like it's all. Always the same story. Yeah, Kenny G's pretty cool. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, he can like circular breathe oh, that's and just awesome. blow his sacks for like 40 minutes. I'm are, like, oh. Are the ladies interested in this for well, like oral I'm, sex reasons? I, well, my thing is like, <laughs> like you don't yes, have to come up who, for air. Like, also, what's the attraction? Who cares that he can blow on a saxophone for 40 minutes? Yeah. Like, I'm at, like, that's a record that I'm actually not impressed with. <laughs> I mean, it is a cool thing to be able to do. Cause I you mean, can basically, he did it. He he he, yeah. he earns the, He's got the, the prize, record. but like, who cares? It doesn't come in that handy when you're just like playing a performance, That's right? That's what it is. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a trick. It's a, what's it? A parlor trick. Yes. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Yes. And this isn't a circus, Kenneth. No. Bruce Gorlick. Yeah. Gorlick. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Head. He also is like a, a pretty early owner of uh, Starbucks. So I think he makes oh. money no matter whether he's doing... Um, he was like friends with Howard Schultz. He's the one that invented the Frappuccino. Not invented it, but he noticed other places were doing things like that. And he was like, wait, Howard, wait. you need to do... <laughs> What? <laughs> yes, I promise you. No. Look it up. I promise you. It was him. He was the one that told Howard to like, you need some sort of frozen sugary drink like this. <laughs> so I'm sure everybody that works at Starbucks like wants to murder Kenny G. Kenny G. <laughs> Gorlick <laughs> does not like Kenny G. We are all on the tangents today, but it's true. I promise. Look it up. It's It really is a that's thing what, that he inspired them to put it on the menu because he was an early investor. guy. That, boring. that is worth facts. knowing. Yeah. That's worth knowing. I don't care that he can blow the sacks for 40 minutes. <laughs> right, yeah. The Frappuccino, though, that's delicious. That's, that's great. I don't often get one because it's just yeah, like... There's a lot of sugar. Sure sugar. <laughs> I love sugar. Even of that is too much for me. I'm like, no, I can't right now. I just, I don't want those Starbucks people to hate me. I'd rather have a milkshake. It's that. And also, like, mad. when you're in line, it's like... Oh, no. A tangent. I'm just going to go further. But, like, just do Frappuccino. when Frappuccino. you're watching the person in front of you and they hand out the drink that's just foam caramel sprinkles i'm just like that is an adult an yeah. adult is drinking that like yeah, i can't but we're believe we're all that. addicted to sugar yeah i right. drink a sweet tea lemonade what's the difference except i'm not pretending there's not sugar it's in the, mine i guess the, right there's a huge difference. well there's a so huge the difference, difference. It, yeah. it here's the difference yours takes a, a pour and a stir yeah right like i don't, even, I don't even think they do that i the, shake it they're, there you they're go. blending the frappuccino it's the whipping. decadence it's like yeah. just in your face but here's my opinion people here's my opinion you know what my opinion is don't put it on the menu yeah 
if yeah, you right. don't want to make it. Secret no, no, menus, no. But that's the, 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 it's the cigar smoking tycoons at the top of the chain that want on the menu because it makes the money. Because it makes money, right? But I'm so don't complain. You've got a job Blake, with benefits because you make frappuccinos. Like, I'm do just it. saying, I it's don't want the them to have to make one for me. I don't want them to have to make one for me. That's is this a DOD psyop too? Just like Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. Uh, maybe this is going to come out after the Super Bowl. We're I'm talking with too much you, about Chris. Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, ca- I can't put that on someone else. That's all I'm saying. I can't, I can't do it. Maybe the I person will. after me or before me. I'm just not going to contribute. I would let you order one for me. Here's the difference. If I wasn't in sight, I will I give you this at Chipotle. I will not order a quesadilla, which is a secret menu thing, Same. unless there's not a line behind Same. me. But but the frappuccinos on the menu, it's up there. Right. I okay. You We're, know what? That's a great point. That's my yeah. point. I, I get what you're saying. That's my point. I'm just saying I'm not going to order it. That's Same. fine. That, yeah. That's never. fine. I'm just saying I would never. You can be kind, but if a worker complained about it, I'd be like, yeah, I mean everyone has parts about their job they don't like. It's not that hard that you have to make a frappuccino. I think it is right? though. They have to like use like two blenders. All right, we're going to we're going to At least you still We got to get a Starbucks person. My wife worked at Starbucks oh, okay. for a long time. I will ask Let's her bring her on if the she show. hated it. We'll bring her on. Next yeah, sometime. but yeah, I like I feel like your wife is like Different in that way. Like, I feel like she likes to make things and serve people. So she's probably like, oh, it's fun. Because she understands that's part of the service industry is what you're saying. So it's who she is. Love that one on the plate for Blake. Come on, man. But no. (laughs) Trying to win this argument. No, listen. (laughs) It's not because she was... I'm not making the point... That's not the point I was making. Not because she <laughs> sure was in the food like service it. industry. I think she's in the food ser- was in the food service industry because of her personality. I agree. Oh. So I agree with that. Okay. Okay. All right. What track are we on? Track nine. <laughs> snails. <laughs> Doing snails. Sorry. Here we go. Track nine. Snails. <laughs> Kyle, thoughts on snails? It's it's excellent. I love the the scaling baseline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I love the line. Snails see the benefits, beauty in every inch. It's, it's a it's, really good line. And, yeah. and like it again, maybe a line that if I wrote it down, I'd be like, nope. Yeah, I'm not gonna put that in there. Can't pull it off. Um, and they do, and it's touching. It's and they titled the song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and snails is kind of a gross word too. <laughs> it's like, kind of a weird, kind of off putting. It is. Yeah. Well, it's also Does weird. It I mean, it's a good lyric for a, a lot of reasons. I think is, and not just lyric, like theme and song title and all that kind of stuff. Because like no one has ever thought of a snail as something other than gross, probably right. right? Yeah. yeah, essentially. And even in, um, yeah, it's just like snails are weird, right? And he <laughs> takes this thing that's like this gross, slimy, mucusy, yeah, this weird and thing. It teaches us a lot and turns it into like a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's an that's a that's an impressive thing to do as a songwriter. I think so. I I, I agree, Kyle. I think yeah. it's good. Chris, what are your thoughts on it? I I don't like this version of the song. I I'm so partial to the EP version. I oh. don't. I think it's because I heard it first. I don't. And think that's I, fair. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with it. Okay. It's like uh, the same thing happens to me with the Jimmy World. There's a Jimmy World song where yeah. I'm stuck on the first version. Sweetness. Demoitis. Yes, kind of, yeah. it was sweetness. And I actually got over that one because you same. can't find the old one same. anymore. Yeah. But I can't. Oh, but I split. Oh, I can. Oh, send I got, I've got it. I, I can got send it to split. you. Yeah. I'll send it to you. I've got no, it. Don't do that to me. Oh, you don't want it back. <laughs> I'll revert back to my <laughs> old ways. Okay. Don't. No. 
I won't send it to CD you then. Is this CD skipping? What's happening? I won't do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, we should mention this was they had an EP that was between the two full length albums. And Snails this was, EP, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, and this was on there. It was a simpler version. It didn't have all the orchestration yeah. and, and whatnot. So I have it on vinyl, and it's shaped as. No, I'm thinking Swan. They had a uh, Swan EP, yeah. and it's shaped as a Swan. They wow. should have made a snail. They should have made a snail one because the shell is like perfect. They missed opportunity. They really missed the opportunity. Also, there. missed the boat. By the way, the uh, love is nothing you can tax. I he, he, well, you guys already talked about the line, but he's got some great. He really is a good. He's a it, really good lyricist. Pretty yeah. good. He's really good. Yeah. He really and he takes things that are. I feel like all the time he does that. He kind of did it with. Um, He's really good at like painting the picture of what's going on. So it's like describing things in a way because like the snail is like you immediately go like they're very slow. Yep. And and that's a better way to maybe take in life than the fast right. kind of thing. He's like, but did you think about this? They're yeah. Enjoying life. Have in you a ever considered? Well, or even <laughs> like Nate. I love on the previous Nathan. album the tie the rope <laughs> song where you know it's like tie the rope, kick oh, the chair. Definitely. Uh, like it, it, it's obviously song. not about hanging yourself but it like it's a great like metaphor for the way he's feeling or whatever he's just really good at taking these things that are like i don't even want to say dramatic because it's not like he's doing really bad i even like on this record on uh it's on dog problems right where he says he gets metaphors and similes mixed up in that on, or no that or is that on the pre, which, which which song is that on I, I don't know. No, 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 that is the last one. It's the okay. last. It's the second to last track on the last one where he says, "Like that's a metaphor, no way to simile." I'm oh, still that's learning. It, that's yeah, it, yeah, that's it. Like, yeah. But I like that he even kind of pokes fun at himself. Yeah. Uh, uh, how he does that, but he's always. I feel like he's always trying to find a creative way to connect it visually or something, and he just does a really good job. His yeah. lyrics are really good, and I'm even not, admittedly, never the guy that pays that much attention to lyric. But there's not a single song that Nate's ever written that doesn't have some lyric that like piques my interest and goes like, no. Oh, that's interesting. Never like a conversation. It's a neat analogy. It. It's weird. Yeah, yep. it is. Very, and this, it's very unique. And this album has it more than any of them because it feels kind of thematic and yeah. dramatic and stuff. And so he's a little more talky almost on this. Yeah. One in well, I think he's like say. just feeling very raw and just like, I'm just going to put, put which, it out there, which goes back to the whole, like it all, it, this record just sounds like, I feel like we can be certain that they were doing what they wanted with these songs. I totally agree. Because we all know what this can, dude can do with his voice. Yeah. And you're right. There are plenty of times on this record where he's just kind of like sing talking. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. Talented guy. I wish we had, I would like, I'd, I'd take a format reunion. Yeah. For sure. I'd love to talk to him. Nate, reach out. Let's yeah, do it. He's probably swimming in fun money still. Yeah. All right, let's go to track. That's a hilarious sentence. Swimming fun in money. fun money. Because it means it could mean, it so, can many mean so many different things. things yeah. Fun period money. Fun yeah. period money. All right, uh, let's go to track 10, The Compromise. Kyle, thoughts on The Compromise? It's excellent. Ear candy all over this one. The woo-woo-woo's in the chorus. Um, 
I'm not certain, but I bet I didn't like this one when I was younger because I was so anti anything that had just the slightest country edge to it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I guarantee we born, that we I were raised in Oklahoma. Yes, kinda, yeah, inbred into us. And so it was like, <laughs> and so I I bet I wasn't into it. Now I totally am. Yeah. Um, it's it's another catchy. I'm I, I'm going to be singing this later today and not be able to get out of my head type song. I never thought about it. It absolutely has a two step vibe too, yeah. doesn't it? I never ever thought about that. But it, you're right, Kyle. Interesting. I like that now. Yeah. Chris, any thoughts on the compromise? I've been learning to two step, and I was actually yeah, this would be a good one. Well, I love songs when you list stuff. Yep. Yeah. That's my only note. I like. I, I just really like. And we, I like the line, like and we'll agree to call it the compromise. Yes, yeah. I think that's such a clever yeah. lyric because it kind of. This also reminds me a little bit of like, just it, by the nature of it. The uh, is it Steelers will uh, stuck in the middle with you. It doesn't have that vibe, but like lyrically, it's the same kind of yeah. idea. As far as like, I don't know. I just love that line. We'll agree to call it the compromise. Um, it's yeah, good song. And it's, uh, again, just like a little bit more of, I think they're just doing whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're, they're not compromising. Like, no. They're just like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty funny. You're right. They're not, are they? They're like, we're going to make the exact album we want to. We got dropped by our label. We can do whatever we want, which is fun. Yeah. Unfortunately. There it is again. They break up after it. And it's fun. It and it fun becomes period. fun. Yeah. No, the band. Just, just, yeah. Not the adjective. I'm glad that, I'm glad that. Nate found success after. I mean, not that the format was like they were successful, but not to the level I think that we think that they should have been. Right. I so, completely agree. I'm glad it, they, it, it was definitely a moment where you're like, ah, yeah, I think they they really because they grinded too, man. Like they didn't they didn't quit. No, so. for sure. All right, let's go track eleven. Inches and failing. That little piano thing is a great example of something that you like probably don't hear if you don't have headphones on. Yeah. yeah. The little right ding, 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 ding thing that's going on. It's cool. Chris, what are your thoughts on it? I Again, I, was I hungry when I made these notes? I said chorus decent, but falls flat. <laughs> that's not accurate. That's not accurate. You're hungry. <laughs> I You're guess angry. so. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I also love being in love, though. That I'm sure of. That's a, that's a great line. I don't know why. That's so silly. Uh, is that a shuffle we've got going to, by the hey, way? Hey, my, my... No, not really. Uh, no, not, I mean, barely. <laughs> not quite. Chris doesn't yeah. know shit. <laughs> You're the drummer, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> should really pack my house with some Snickers when I'm doing this. Yeah, you really should. It, like, it's like a, literally one of those commercials. <laughs> yeah. Kyle? Um, I... I love it. I love the. I love being in love. I love the follow up. I don't care what it does to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's so such a good, so funny. Um, I also like again talking about the production that was big at this time. Gang vocals was a big thing, and this is just the opposite way that everyone else was doing gang vocals. This is like almost like uh, this is so obscure. Sorry, but like 
Peach Dragon, the original movie, there's like a bar scene where they're all singing. Like it's that kind of. I'm not going to pretend to know game. what you're talking, I know exactly about. You're talking about. Like a little chaotic. Yes. Yes. And and like instead of like being cool or tough, like chant this with me, it's a little bit more musical, surly. Yeah. 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 And this has a little bit of a. I wouldn't call it sea shanty. Yeah, but no, there's no, a, there's a little bit. Of, yeah. <laughs> yes, there is. You you will call it that. There there's is. a little that bit is of perfect. You know, especially in the as you get. It's, to it's that. a little piratey. Yeah. Hoisting the sails. Yeah, I mean, it feels. I mean, yeah. but I love that. Like they were like, yeah, fine. Yeah. We're gonna make a piratey sea shanty kind of feeling. What if that's how this song began? I I want to write something. She sea shanty, maybe I want a piratey song. Like I said, we've got sea shanty stuff. We've got electric light parade from Disney World. We've got all sorts of little tangent things that go on, um, and I like it. Yeah, and I, I I I agree. I think I'm one of those people too that likes falling in love and doesn't care what it does. <laughs> it's like, again, what do you worst case, Nate? You get some good songwriting material out of it. Yeah. Make a great record. Make a great record. His pain, our gain. Yeah, yes, I agree. Yes, I'm glad that, you know, I feel bad that he got broken up with or Same. cheated on or whatever happened, but I'm really glad we got this record out of it. So uh, let's go to the last track, track 12, which is If Work Permits. Okay, we couldn't help but notice that that lyric talks about... Can't be a coincidence. Can't no. be a coincidence that we sailors. just left a... It talks about sailors right after what we feel like is very sea shanty. Yes. Same thing. It's a, it's a loosely nautical-themed album is what we're, we're getting at. <laughs> it's a loose, <laughs> loose nautical theme. <laughs> hey, we should talk about for a second, because we didn't yet. I know we just played that track, and I want to talk about it. But, like, the... Do you guys... Did you ever see the artwork for this record? Oh, insane. It was very cool artwork for you the record. The lino cut... Dog? Things. Uh, so it was like I a it was like a cardboard cutout. I'll find. Yeah. I'll put it. No, I'll just put it like on the, the visual art. Like there yes. were like elements to the. Okay. So well, the, and even the packaging. The, the packaging, packaging opened up, and it was like basically you could see through a window that was a cutout. Yeah, it was like the, line of cut. Yeah. Like just crazy. It was yeah. So it was like yeah, and it was it was expensive. I was gonna say it was, that's, yeah, it was definitely expensive. Was like there's no. And so that's another thing where I just expensive. go like they went for it. Yeah. All the way, even with the packaging. I forgot to talk about the packaging. When everyone was just doing jewel cases, they went with this crazy die cut. Yep. Um, and I'll, uh, if you're watching on Spotify or YouTube, I'll put it up on the thing. Or if not, I'll put it in the show notes or something. It was really cool artwork. Can you make it right above my hand? Yeah, I'll try <laughs> to. I'll, I'll edit it in here. I'll learn how to do that okay, in the video you. editing software he that has, I don't know how to he use. Has nothing but time. It's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it'll, be, it'll look like Chris is holding it. You'll put on your Apple goggles. Oh my god. 
It'll be great. I wonder, oh, will we see in the metrics if anybody's listening to our podcast on Vision Pro? Uh, I think we will. The first person the first person to listen to this podcast on an Apple Vision Pro, we will send... Do we have t-shirts we'll left? Say, yeah. I'll send have, my t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll send see, you a small t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. If you send us a video of you listening to this, if you're the first person listening to this on an Apple Vision Pro, we'll send you a t-shirt. We'll send you something. Something. Congratulations. Some finding you spent swag. Yeah. $3,500 plus tax. You get a $5 <laughs> get a, t-shirt. Yeah. Made by him at his yeah. place. We didn't even That's invest right. that much in it because we have the stuff. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Um, anyway, back to track 12, if work permits. Chris, let's go to you. You faked me out I right faked there. you oh, out. No, I, I really, I thought I was ready. You faked me out. Oh, dude, I put this thing in I feel like Wait, he... do you want to go? You can go. Birthday buddy. Okay. Let's okay. Go. Kyle. I was ready. Um, oh, I feel like you... Were, you guys can always tell me no. if you want to be first, the, by the way. I know I we've been doing this for years. I thought your eyes told me. his way I thought your eyes told me that it's time. What... What a perfect punctuation for an album that over and over again says we don't give an F (laughs) about what you think we are or who you what you think we should be. To end a record that sounds like this with this style is insanity. I like the song, but I think I I think what I like more about the song is how punk rock it is. That there's nothing else on this record even close to. There's this. no fuzz yeah. on this record, I think, other and, than on this track. And it's it really is just like the final middle finger. Yep. Like, nope, no, we play what we want, but They're don't Pinkerton. you feel like at the same time it all works together? Yes, oh, precisely. Yeah. Yes, but but that's like, what's weird about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree, but it's just it's really hammering the point home it, for me. Yep. Oh, I agree. But there's there's some records where they go to all over the place, and I'm like, these two songs don't even sound like they could be on the same record. But for some reason, even though this song, you're right, it feels more punk rock. It's faster. It's more aggressive. The drums are more in front. It's got fuzz on it. It's got distorted vocals. Yep. None of this stuff is anywhere else on this record. But it is a nice kind of punctuation mark. And it's an fu to the to the relationship too. Yeah, yeah it is. Let her sink. Yep. You know, uh, more pirate, <laughs> more, more pirate. More pirate. Yeah. The anchor, I think I could make better use of my time on land. Yeah. What's, What's the anchor song? line? Uh, oh, yeah. I don't have the lyrics up. There's a, a we'll great see. line about the anchor and I, I can't uh, remember I'll, it now. I'll get uh, it. Kyle I'll will find it. I'm, it, on while, it. I'm on it. While Chris is talking about uh, sometimes when sailors are sailing, they think twice about where they're anchoring. And I think I could make better use of my time on land. Uh, yeah, that was the tail end. Yeah. 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 And so I think that that's a yeah. So it was the front part of that line. So. Anyway, it's a it's a good it's a good end to the album. I think that they it's it's interesting that there's not a you know sometimes we're like well, I wonder why they put this song here. We have not said that at all no. on this record. Not once have we been like what a weird position for this track. It it really is ordered. Perfectly. It's ordered I great. I can't imagine putting any piece of this puzzle. Oh in yeah. Spot. So what I'm wondering is because it is so dramatic and sort of like feels themed and does flow so well. Is there a chance that they really wrote all these? This is a batch of songs that they put together to be an album, or did like they know they wrote this to be the last song, or did they, you know what I mean? Like it feels it like fe- such it, a last it song. It feels it's like, last song. Yeah. It feels like they wrote it and they knew yeah. that like okay, we know that um, matches is track one, obviously into the I'm actual. Yeah. Like, that seems such a clear opening to the record, and it feels like this is a clear end to the record, and maybe think everything else just fit yeah. right. And maybe that's how you do most of these concept albums is really what they do. It's like, we know what the first two tracks are. We know what the last two tracks are. And then we just have to make the middle work. But it, it feels like they could have written this thing front to back. It does. It's like a yeah. story. It's the like right. the whole thing of the breakup. He's kind of over it by the end of it. Yep. 
um, at the beginning, it's just like, Hey, I just want to talk about me for an hour. Yeah. And I feel like I, I just, I just would love to know. I couldn't find anything. I can't find a lot about the making of this record. So I couldn't find anything. That's what, that's my curiosity is how did they, how much of this did they know was in the order it was going to be in before they even got in the studio? Cause it feels kind of so perfect. Those are like, those are the questions we want answered. If you come on our yep. show guys, like we're not going to pepper you with questions about Taylor Swift. Like, we just want to know, like... And we won't ask you stupid questions, like... No. Um, what, was the, what was the uh, what was the character on Saturday Night Live? Um, the, uh, the, uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Farley's oh, character oh, from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt Foley. Yeah, Matt Foley. <laughs> 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 He'd be like... You remember that? It was yeah. awesome. Uh, those were great. That was the... That was the Glory days. Glory days. There will never be a better cast than I that agree. cast. Everybody says that about the cast when they were kids. But this one, this no, time but look, is true. But look at the look at the box Sandler, office. Farley, Spade, Catan, no, okay. Phil Hartman, Wait, Catan. Chris Catan. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he, he didn't do that much after anything. He didn't do that much after. Just throw him in with you that. Can't throw he him several, in with that. Crap. He had several movies. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. God rest his soul. God, Phil Hartman was one of the funniest RP. people ever. Uh, I, uh, what's his name ended up on that too? Caveman uh, lawyer. That is sketch. He only did it once. Daryl Hammond ends up in that cast too, right? That's his one of his first years. Norm McDonald's, yeah, that's a okay, good cast. Okay, okay, I was wrong. Come I'm on. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we're all over the place. Okay, let's go to lasting impressions. Does it hold up? I think this is the most obvious. We're all going to yeah. say yes. And in fact, I'd say it's better now than it was in oh. 2006. Yep, absolutely. Because it didn't sound like 2006 in no. 2006. And no. I think now it feels more timeless. And I think that that makes it better. We didn't understand pirate culture then. <laughs> yeah, we didn't catch all of the pirate. We didn't know. That's what it was. That's what it was. We had yet to have the pirate awakening. <laughs> it was pre. America. Was it pre? Uh, was it pre Pirates of the Caribbean? No, this that was like two thousand three. We, 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 uh, we were being we were yeah. being awakened. Yes. We were awakened. That's what it was. We were just getting into it. Um, I remember no because I know they were doing production on that in nineteen ninety nine. So yeah. Because I was at Disney World or when they were like, and we're, they're making a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And I was like, how are they going to make a movie out of this dumb ride? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, Johnny Depp's and I was like, I don't believe this. Yeah, this, this tour person this is, is lying to me. Sounds like ridiculousness. <laughs> sounds ridiculous. And then oh, it made a And then it made dollars. a gajillion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we, we agree it holds up. Yes. Is it their best album? I think this one's trickier. Kyle, do you have an opinion? Uh, I can't, so I can't say yes, it's wonderful, but I don't know if you guys remember the, the, the last record is tied to losing a loved one to cancer and like, and it's I, it just, just too much. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm there. too close, too close to that one. So Chris, what about you? Uh, it's, there's, it's like two different bands. It's yeah. really it hard to compare to them. Uh, but I would say that if you were just like basing it purely on like musical ability, prowess, songwriting, song creation, song crafting, it's, it's loads better. They got right? better. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's their best album. I think the first one is a fantastic album and it really has some better like pop songs, kind of singles. I mean, it's hard to like first argue single. with the first single or tie the rope or it's got so many good songs on that first record, but this one feels more like a record. Like the first ones felt like a collection of songs. Yep. Totally. This one yeah. feels like a front to end experience. Like if, I would never, I really don't put many of these songs on playlists because I want to hear other yeah. than, other than that one song. Uh, she doesn't get it ends up on playlists because it's so good, but really for the most part, I want to hear this whole record when I hear any of these songs. And so I, I think it's, I think it probably is their best. Um, is it their most important album? I don't know. Their first one was probably 
Yeah. I don't know. But you could probably make the argument that they became a little bit more like fun. Oh, which is what made them uh, yeah. huge. I think that's so if a good you point. look at it in the timeline of Fun's yeah. rise to fame, I think probably. you're right. Interesting. I think the the way that it's a step to get to Fun, which mm. ends up being it's a fun step, pretty big, a huge <laughs> thing for Nate, obviously. And we're talking about the format is really a two member band. Yeah. yeah, just two guys. I mean, obviously a lot more people play on it, but right. But the band is it's just the two guys, and they yeah. Hire I mean, I feel bad for Sam because Sam's like the musician that's doing yep. a lot of this stuff, yep. and then he he dips out. He's not in. All right, fun. I guess we played this thing out. It's oh, not no. this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes me want. I mean, and I don't have any idea what happened on their breakup or anything like that. I have no idea, but I do. They've obviously done a reunion thing since yep. then, so they don't like hate each Still other, friends. obviously, and so. Yeah. But I mean, I do wonder, like, man, what would fun have been like with Sam in it? Because the uh, the third guy, who I forget his name, it's in fun. I really like. No offense to him, he might be very, very talented. It's just that he was in a band with Nate and Jack Antonoff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so your talent is going to fade into the background a little bit. Yep. Like, keep in mind, I, I mean, I always thought Jack and Jack Antonoff. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> that was hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, that was hard to his say. His name sounds like something is- new. <laughs> That it's was an bad. action. That was bad. Action verb. I always thought jacking I, off also. <laughs> I always thought he was talented, but like it really wasn't until Bleachers that I was like, right. wait a minute. This yep. is like, because he was doing stuff in yeah. fun that was really cool, but he really came into his own. Like, and now he's oh. just like the biggest producer in the world. On top um, of the music he's making. Right. On okay. top of like the awesome songs he writes and stuff. And so, yeah, it makes me think that third member maybe is just going to be outshined no matter what. But it does make me go like, man, I really... What would fun be like with Sam in there too? Yeah, I'd be into it. So yeah, I think you're right. I think I, I'm going with Kyle's, unless you have a different opinion, Chris, on the important bridge to. No, no, that's exactly fun. what I. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, that wasn't an independent thought I had. I'm agreeing with his independent. That's fine. Thought. Okay, no, I did not come to that conclusion until he said. Desert Island songs, two or three of your favorites, Kyle. Oof, this one's tough. It is very tough. Um, I'm gonna go with Time Bomb. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get it and dog problems. And I'm not happy about it because I want to add a lot more, but those are my three. I think those are my three too. No way. I think we line up because it's really hard for me to pick, but I can't not pick those three songs. Yes. I like, I couldn't possibly leave any one of them off. So I think they just become the three. You guys see my fire emojis time bomb. She doesn't get it. Dog problems. We this, are. It, this never happens, never on, happens a on a record that's this like good. This. That's why yeah. I wanted to show the emojis. So we, that's wild. We don't fake these moments. Yeah, almost every this time. This is raw. This is real. Almost every time on a record like this, we end up disagreeing. Yeah, but, just but, because, because it's great. Yeah, yeah. These are so many good songs. Wow, we all. That does not happen very much. Okay, so we're all in agreement. Good to know. Uh, what about nobody's perfect? Is there a worse song on this record? No. I don't know. There's a bad twenty seconds on this record. I mean, Grumpy Chris, like the two of those. Yeah, you know, yeah, Grumpy. Like, yeah, take it or leave it. <laughs> Grumpy Chris is like, of course <laughs> it's okay. No, no, no. It's fine. Too uh, much accordion. Grower not a shower. Do you guys have a one that maybe didn't? It was a compromise for me. Compromise. Like okay. truly, I I disliked anything with a country vibe so much that, yeah. and 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 it was a single, and I think I don't remember when this came out. I don't have any strong memories. I, I love the record now, but I have a feeling I, it, it took me a while, especially with that being a single, because I was so against country music. I get that. And now he writes country songs. Yeah. <laughs> and now he literally sell out piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> 
You write a hell of a country no, song, hey, too. Hey, Actually, hey, you write a, you, to It's kind of great. Um, turns to uh, tinfoil. Oh. <laughs> Tin, it's a, it went tinfoil. Yeah. Yeah, not gold records. Uh, Chris, what do you what do you think? Um, for me, it's the whole record. I I, I can't really pick a song because mm. I I didn't really have a good. And, pl- and plus, you started listening a little yes. more recently. Yes. I think I I go the whole record for a different reason. I think I have to go with the whole record just because, like you said earlier, Kyle, it's like something I definitely liked. I never didn't like this record, but I liked it more and more the more I played it. It it gets better. And it gets better in headphones, and it gets I, better. Yeah, I want my boys to hear it. Yeah. I think it's going to be. I, think I do. I need to play it, it for the girls too. I never yeah. thought about doing the kid love test it. on yeah, this one. They would love it. It's like it, to go with what you're saying, Blake. I don't remember disliking it or hating it, but I don't remember loving it as much as I do now. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's right. So uh, that's it for us. Thanks for joining us again. If you like the show, there's a few things you can do. A, you can follow us on Instagram. Bring. Two. I'm going to mess up all the little things here. <laughs> Thirdly. <laughs> Thirdly. Uh, follow us on YouTube uh, and Instagram. We're going to start doing more little content and stuff. We'll maybe do some like music reaction video yep. kind of stuff, and we'll do some fun stuff. Uh, we're going to do some more stuff than just the hour and a half long episodes. You can also share it with a friend that might like it. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. All that stuff helps us out. And there's a question on Spotify that says, hey, what would you like to hear more of? And oh, we get yes. lots of album yes. submissions. And we are doing some. And yes. I've got them in a spreadsheet, and mm-hmm. I am tallying when people request albums. So the more an album gets requested, the, that, the more, more it pops up yeah. into the yeah. queue, even if it's something that we don't like. Also, so it'll get in there. Also, all the people that messaged and said that they've missed us. That's really nice. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for that. We appreciate it. We're getting back into it. We're going to start uh, 2024. It's going to be our year. We're going to come out with all sorts of fun content for you. And so thanks we'll be for joining swimming us. Swimming in fun money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not that not, kind of Not fun no, period. No, 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 not that kind of money. It will be like uh, uh, $10 to go yeah, spend Yeah, no, fun money like that you get at like a yeah. toy store. Yeah. 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 So Monopoly money. Thanks a lot for joining us. We will catch you next time. 